Hello, hello, and welcome to Unleashed with Kimberly, a conversation for insight and intelligence. I'm your host, Kimberly Anderson. I'm an intuitive transformational coach and a business creative, and I have the amazing Fred Smith with me today. I am so excited about this conversation. We are talking, he is the founder of the Clarity Group, and we're going to be talking all kinds of goodness over business. Hi, Fred. Yay. What's going on, Kimberly? How are you? <laughs> I got I'm goosebumps so already. Ah! <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you today. So why don't we just first start to share what you do? Let's go there. Sure. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This is such an awesome uh, experience. And uh, I'm Fred Smith. I'm known as Fred Smith, the wordsmith, Fred Smith, the dot connector. And that's pretty much what I help people do. I, I just help them like pivot because a lot of people these days just don't know how to do it or they're scared or nervous so i help them connect the dots make sure that their message is super clear and they have the basic foundations in place so yeah oh it's amazing i love that the fred smith the wordsmith fabulous <laughs> i didn't, I didn't do that. that the audience coined me i'm just like okay <laughs> i think it's fantastic and you have a brilliant way with words um I've witnessed it myself. You are magic, that's for sure. Uh, so how do you do that? What, what do you do when you're, how are you able to help people get really clear? Well, that's actually an amazing question. And my journey actually started back in 95. And I had, I was, I was homeless a few times. I, I was going through my experiences coming out of the inner city. And um, I did door-to-door -door sales for about four years. And then I joined the Marine Corps. And during that time, I had a chance to really see a lot of people's different stories by knocking on doors. I also had less than seven seconds to make an impression or they'd slam the door. So, <laughs> so with all of that being said, I had to develop a different type of focus just to stay present with people. And just through time, especially in the Marine Corps, that's when the magic really happened because um, I learned a lot of high level uh, communication in the Marine Corps. So we took that real world experience since 96 is when I went through that process. And then again in 98 and a few other times. But through that whole process, that's all is, is literally my job is literally my job to mind my words because people at that point in time, we were involved in real world crisis. And one word could just trigger, you know, a whole worldwide experience. And we had that back in 98 and 99. So I came out of that. Uh, I came out of the Persian Gulf with that. And then from there, I just kept doing the writing and people were just looking at me. And next thing you know, I scaled up a couple of companies in the automotive industry, a few hundred million. They went up to multi-billion companies. And I said, I'm tired. I just want to be quiet. So I kind of hang out, you know, with the crew and my dogs and just kind of write. So <laughs> it's a gift. You have an incredible gift. Thank you. And, 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 and part of it's just really being silent and being still. Uh, I am very committed to making sure that my environment is, it's, it's my sanctuary. It's, it's, and if I don't have it in, at home, I have to create that because I did a lot of traveling for almost 20 years. So I had to create those spaces. And to me, that's the only way that you can focus like that is just to be really still silent. I literally hold a meeting with myself and go, Hey, you know what? I need this work to do over here. Why don't you guys just go play and mm. You know, because sometimes we have to just control the narrative no matter what we're doing. So I look at my inner self as just being the guide for me to focus and just create on what I need to do on the outside. Hopefully that makes sense. That's powerful. It makes perfect sense. And we talk about that a lot in random conversations that I have because the importance of really calming that mind, and I call it energy leaks, it's clutter in your mind. And it can literally derail what you're doing the whole day in a project, especially when you're trying to write your message and your mission statement and whatever it is around your business. Yeah. And we lose a lot of that. I mean, yeah. you got to hire copywriters, whatever. Yeah. And, and that's to your point. That's one of the most frustrating things, because when we know we have a gift for a fact, it's the challenge is just expressing it to the world in a way that is clear and that makes, I don't want to say total sense because I think that's subjective and that's a lot of bias in what I was about to say. But what I will say is that you calibrate the vibe that you want to attract. How about that? Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I love that. Slow down. Well, we're in a nice space. We got a good flow. I'm just like, let's go. <laughs> that's good. No, that's, yeah, I like that. That's got to, that's yummy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I honor that. That's huge. That's good. 
you know, it, it is so important because people are walking around in their brilliance, but they don't know how to convey that over and having somebody like you come in. Yeah. And, and I know, and I know you were super busy on Friday and I really honor the fact that we're connected huge, but that, that that's one of the reasons why I put together that mastermind on Friday was because I told them flat out, I'm just like the worst thing that we can do is leave off this planet and our gifts are still in the ground. You know, I, I, I really think that there's been a great awakening since the pandemic. And I also believe that a lot of people in my world, anger and frustration is, a, is, a, is an amazing thing because from my level, just how I start writing and start talking to that, I know that they're emotionally in what they're saying. So the energy's in motion. So I go, awesome. It's when someone's somewhat not on that spectrum and I see them, but they're somewhat a little still, I don't, I don't like the label, but I have to just to define what I'm talking about. But that, that level of apathy and unawareness, I, I like to get right there at that intersection because that's where the alchemy really starts. So if I'm able to just be still enough, create that transparent vulnerable environment, then I believe I can pull that message out of somebody and it's clear to the world. They're resonating and they're also repelling to people who they don't want. So I, I like to focus like that. And that's what I was talking about in the meeting Friday. I'm just like, I don't know how much time we have on this planet, especially last year was an amazing test of that. And that's okay. I'm okay with whichever way it goes, but I know I still have work to do. <laughs> so let's go to work. Can we go to work? And, and everybody in the group was like, yeah, that's super cool. Uh, the energy was was I was off the off the chain, and I just know your presence and your your spirit. Oh wow, I'm just I'm getting goosebumps again. But yeah, <laughs> you're amazing. I'm getting there too. This is awesome. I love this. <laughs> Gosh, you said so many things. I don't even know where I want to start with that. It, let's talk about emotion first. Okay. Emotion, all emotion is amazing the anger, the frustration, the happy, the joy, all of those are worthy of being celebrated yes. on a level. And when you tap into that, you can really help convey that message. So I really like that you were talking about that. Thank you. Yeah, and, and to your point, I, I think the other thing that I like to look at, because I'm so careful with my words, I literally want to say I'm thinking, I have to think versus saying people say it and it's, anyway. But, but when, I'm, when I'm looking at the whole process, I have to be able in a mode where I can think and that requires me holistically being centered. So I can't be too far on the left side, I can't be too far on the right side, top or down. I literally work on focusing in on two things. Believe it or not, what the person is saying as well as what they're not saying, because that gives me the other element that I need to get all the color in the messaging so that when the final message comes out, it's, I would say it's about as, as accurate as they've ever seen in their life, if not even more. And they go, whoa, <laughs> it's just like, I didn't do that. I just saw it. I'm kind of like a facilitator, just, you know, midwife, mid-husband, whatever you call them. I'm just like, I just see it and I just want to deliver it to you. That's, that's really how I look at it. So it's, it's a very sacred, sacred space for me. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, you really do have a true gift. It's, it's brilliant. You, it, that is your brilliance. It really, really is. And I love that you've honed in on it and you anchor to it and you're like, I can share this with everybody. <laughs> the, funny, the funny thing about it was it actually hit me about three years ago when I was in Arizona. At that point in time, I had about five enterprise level clients and about 56 offline and a few online clients too, just making sure that I'm taking care of everybody. But I actually went to Scottsdale and I was working with one of my clients and then he just came out of nowhere and was like, you're Fred Smith, the wordsmith. You know, I'm just like, what? Like, and I didn't really want to accept that. And I think that was my challenge because sometimes... Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, we choose things and sometimes things choose us. And it was at that point out of all of those years where it really did connect. Cause I'm just like, wait, like you're not even in my regular lane. And you just said that, <laughs> you know, like kind of like Mariah Carey, she has a certain range of people and that's where I'm at. And he's like, just right here. And I'm just like, how did you even, we were talking about sales training and you're talking about this. I'm just like, how do you even get it? Then that, that, that connected for me. And I'm just like, I guess I got to do it. And that the rest is history. That's act. That's how it came about. I love it. It's so good though. And I, you know, you never know where that's going to come in. Yeah. Inspiration. It, he was inspired to go. Ah, right. And but I it forced it, you to go, huh? Let me look at myself in the mirror and go, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. And And the funny thing about it was, it's just like, this gentleman specifically is the one who I didn't think was listening to me the whole time. 
because when I'm training them, like there's usually attendees and then there's hostages. <laughs> and then we have a few victims in the room too, right? And just kind of going, he was the victim slash hostage. And then I guess I said something that day and literally I was just like, I was like, whoa, like what just happened here? And I thought about it that whole time and it just, the rest is history. And after that, I, I just, I, I, I've discovered a different cadence now that I'm at that level of awareness as well. So we're all growing, at least in my humble opinion, but it's just like, wow, like I am doing stuff now that I didn't even know that I could do. It's just, it's unlocked a whole different element of writing and it's really attracted some of the world's top marketers and copywriters. So I'm, I'm super thankful. I, I don't know which way it's going. It's just, I just kind of facilitate a little bit to say, okay, I don't want to talk to that. And, you know, I, I navigate that part, but the rest of it's just flow. Oh, it's so good. So good. <laughs> yeah. When you're talking about that, I'm like, you're on this boat and you're yeah. just kind of going down the river and just brilliantly doing what you do. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's our river of life. And that's really how I look at it. And, and now I think the difference is I actually have the oars versus first. I had a little tugboat because, you know, I was working at the high level. <laughs> it's a little, little different story, but yeah. as a, as a, I was an entrepreneur, which means I was working inside of a company. I already had the brand. I literally had all the tools and resources and budget. All I did was go to work. But as an entrepreneur, you have to create those same elements. So I think everybody goes to that power curve, no matter how they're starting out. And that's why I tell people to be encouraged and, and just really be still, because that's just like asking that fish to climb a tree. It's like, no, there's one of geniuses swimming. <laughs> you know, I, I can't ask them to climb that tree. And just when I really, I, it's, there's an art to being still and, I, and, I, and I'm confident that, you know, you have a lot more reality than, on it than I do. But I, I also focus in on a lot of nothingness to just be still enough to let that experience and that flow just transform my writing. And, and through that process, like, my, like everybody in this house knows when they see me in a certain position in a certain way or a certain thing, they're just like, it's game time. And sometimes I don't know how, how long that flow lasts. But typically, I'll just let it burn out. Like last night, I went to bed almost 4 o'clock, and you wouldn't know it, but I'm just like, that's the flow. I might, I might fall asleep for 30 hours after this. I don't know. But <laughs> as we're unlocking different portals through our messaging, I mean, that's just what I see. And it's just like, I can, because I can literally see the words, it, it, it really resonates in my mind. And even during uh, Friday's uh, gathering, they were like, we see that you can see it. And I'm just like, I've never had anybody say that before either. Like, never had anybody say that before. So it's... It's amazing. <laughs> you know, I really love what you're saying. And it's about here you have this brilliance. And I want everybody to really hone in on this because you're, you're in your brilliance. But we're still, what's the word I'm looking for? Here, here you are. What is that word? <laughs> I, call it, I just call it duality because yeah. at the same time, you know, it's still a constant journey in my mind. And I have to look at the duality of things because the same things, you can't have a rainbow without the rain. So I've learned how to holistically embrace all of it and be able to experience anything so that it can, so that the flow can literally come through me. Because I even tell my kids, I'm like, anytime you have an experience that's memorable, you can write to that. That's There's a reason why it's really sticking because we have an infinite amount of sensory and perceptics and everything else in between. There's a reason why that thought is is wanting to gain some mental real estate traction, if that makes sense. So let's, yeah. let's see what that's about. Let's see if it fits the narrative. Nothing has meaning but the meaning that you give it. But I also focus really in on the perception because to me, the perceptics is what's the gate that allows me to let that thought in. So I have a due diligence kind of list, but I also have the emotional side, the intellectual side, and holistically that that ushers ushers in the thought through my process. I love it. Yeah, and it's you. You sit in your brilliance, but you're you're always able to grow and expand, and even make it honed in more. Like you were saying, it's it's, and, and anybody can do this in their brilliance, whatever it is. Yes. We just happen to be talking about this. Yes. But this uh -huh. is such an important piece. Let me ask you this question. <clears throat> Excuse me. What do you tell people who can't necessarily hire you, but how do you give them ideas or tips to really be able to get their message across of their brilliance, of their yeah. business? That's an amazing question. I've never had anybody ask me that question. Thank you, because <laughs> that is such an amazing question. What I literally do is so simple. It's three words, 
that anybody wants to do. And before I tell you, it's like, it's almost the equivalent of like working out. And like, if you've never worked out or you haven't worked out before in life, you've got to go slower. Maybe you're rehabilitating or doing whatever, right? So like, as an example, I lost all of this weight. This time last year, I was almost 100 pounds over this this weight. So I got on, I got, I literally started walking. I said, I'm going to go 1.1 miles an hour, and then, you know, get that momentum going. And then I started walking a little faster. And now actually literally after we're done, I just said it like, I'm going to go for a run. That's the way I look at writing. It's crawl, walk, run, then marathon. And we may already have certain elements of brilliance, but this is the part where I said I have to put on my intellectual hat because we do have to have that, that little structure just to get clarity. Um, so from there, what I teach people who are just starting out is just start with subject, verb, object. Go grab a children's book. See, spot, run. Run, spot, run. I promise you it is that simple. And that's what, that's literally what, not only did I learn in the high level military courses, believe it or not, but even my first writing teacher had told me that she was like, if you just stick with just subject, verb, object, then, and that's what happened. I was able to start speaking. And here's another secret. This is a huge secret. It doesn't really matter how experienced the person is. Like I have this doctorate and this and that, and I should write to this. No, that all that stuff doesn't matter. <laughs> I always write and communicate to people's inner child and they don't go, Hey, I'm, I'm a baby. Give me my bottle. No, they're just like, I want milk. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's really that simple because <laughs> when we go all the way back to the basics, that's how we connect. At least that's my philosophy. And that's how I, I believe because the next level after that is a lot of the symbolism. You know, if you don't believe us, look at the emojis now in Egypt 3000 years ago, we're going back to emojis. So to me, the ultimate element is just subject, verb, object. And my challenge to everybody when I say that is that if you don't believe that that's it, then let's just maybe have check in with our ego here for a second, because it really is that simple, but there, I didn't say it was easy. <laughs> so that's, that's the part where I do a lot of the coaching. So. Wow. That's, I think it's hard for people to grasp the simplicity of things. Yes. Yes. It's, it becomes, you're like, wait, no, it's got to be way harder than this. Yeah. We like to make it way harder. Yeah, well, that's what shows up in, in a lot of the businesses. Even when I was like, literally, we, the, the, man, the, the manufacturer I was working with had launched their 36 company, as an example. I think we had like a budget of about 30 million and I didn't need it. I'm just like, whatever. You're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I, I have a lot of stuff, like, but it's simple stuff. And it was the last region in, in that specific company to actually, nobody wanted it. It was out here because this whole California market is completely different. It is like, we're in a whole different continent. People don't understand that I'm from the East coast. I was like, I get it. So, so nobody wanted this. Right. So literally we scaled that company up and I think we were doing like 10 to 17 million a month in receivables. Just what I was doing where everybody wasn't even close. And the only thing that we did was we walked into the other stores and asked questions. We didn't come in with a pitch. We didn't come in like, hey, who's it? And I was like, hey, wondering. I'm a little curious. Like, do you have X? And they were like, no. I was like, how's that affecting your business if you're not asking? Blah, blah, blah. Because a lot of people are, had already known me, but it's the simple stuff. And they were just blown away because we didn't even go through the budget. And then they got mad because we didn't go through the budget because at a certain part of the quarter, you have to spend it or you lose it. But my point in saying that is that to me, success is simple, but I had to also peel back all of those layers just to be able to see the core essence. And I think if we get that part right, then typically what happens is we realize we don't really need a lot of stuff. You know, a lot of the stuff that I enjoy is free, you know, like air. <laughs> Imagine that, like silence and pauses. It adds a color to our conversations and you hear how the energy just shifted. And I like to do that in my writing as well. So it's all about energy shifting, but it, we have to be in a space where we're simple. We're just who we are. Even if we are who we are at that time, <laughs> we're always in our perfect place. And from there, I just write and I go. Mm, that's so good. I always say there's power in the pause. Mm, yes. There's definitely power in the pause there. And, and even in conversation, it's like, yeah, okay. 
it kind of is that moment where it brings it home. It does. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, yeah, you can embody the words for a moment and like really feel it. It's good. And, and that's what I'll do. Like I'll ask maybe three simple words that people may have in the top of their mind. And then I just literally, like you see me right now, I don't even know why, how, I just literally just jump into this. It's like I go up in the attic for a second <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I need to really connect. Like, what does that mean? And I'll go a little bit deeper because the challenge with English is that it's a homonymic language. So one word can have 30 different meanings. And that tied me back into my military experience because literally we, I was in a crisis situation. Like it was really happening in 98. I can't get too much into it because of you know, the clearance stuff, but um, I just knew that I was leaned on heavily by a few thousand people, even at that point in time. And if I would have put the wrong word in, it, it was really that bad. So they say the pen's mightier than the sword, but I think the heart is greater than all of them. So yeah. I'll park it right there. <laughs> And pause. <laughs> so good. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. There's, I mean, I'm, when you're saying certain things, I kept thinking of a song. You hear the, the words, the melody, the pauses, and how certain words really bring it even. But it's really simple great example is even a movie they put music in there to really bring that extra element in there and it wouldn't feel the same jaws would never be the same jaws if it done it done it right two notes two notes that's it it's exactly perfect <laughs> example it's two notes it's a classic and at the end of the day i think that's what we're really at least that's 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 my ultimate end goal is to just simplify and just really let people know, at least in my world, because I attract a lot of people also like a lot of money and that's cool. I'm like, you can have both. Okay. You can, you can have silence and be still. And if you want to cry, you can cry in that Maybach. That's okay. But you know, to me, the ultimate end goal is just, I want to have significance and relevance in the spiritual world. Because to me, as I'm elevating, I know what that other world is like. It's, it's hard. So I don't like to put my bias too much into my writing, but what I but my point in saying that was I just attract a lot of entrepreneurs who are mission driven. The challenge, however, is that sometimes when we have the spiritual element, and this is what I've seen. So because I've worked with a lot of also spiritual coaches online, it's just really um, being able to express holistically one side of your emotions and your energy that you may not have experienced before. So I have to literally walk people through that process as well so that we can come to a point because I'm not expecting everybody to be like a hardcore business owner, but we have to be able to mind our message as we're growing and scaling because the values can change real easily because you have other people in the lines of your communication. So I, I literally like to begin with the end in mind and say, okay, well, we're 200 years out. <laughs> you know, who do you want them to, what do you want to have, what do you want to have people uh, speaking to you with? And those are some of the more elements that I put into the writing just so that we can fundamentally have a, a basic uh, framework that we can use to grow and scale. Because a lot of people, sometimes when I'm speaking to them, and I mean a lot, they, they're literally saying, hey, what do you do? And they go, they'll give you a 30-minute thing. And I'm not talking about a 30-second elevator speech. That's completely different. I'm just like, okay, if I only had seven seconds to live, <laughs> like, what would you tell me? And while that sounds extreme, I usually ask permission before I go in like that because I want to honor people's spaces too. So there's always a range of how a person shows up in the in the outer world that affects how I write to their inner world that needs to reflect to their masses. So those are some more frameworks that I've just wanted to share with you. So I love it. It was good. I love what you said right there. If I had seven seconds to live, what would you tell me? What do you want me to know about you? Yeah. There's so much power in that because one, it simplifies it. Two, it gets right down to the point. It's the real meat of what what I need to know about you. Yeah, I mean that's better than an elevator speech. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's just the world I've played in since '95. So a lot of the previous world that I was in, they don't—they're very bottom line oriented people, very left brain. 
Uh, they don't care about what we're talking about. They're just like, what's the bottom line? Give me your spreadsheet. Look at the numbers. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, whoa, there's people behind numbers. Do you, how, do you, know, do you, know, how much, you know how much effort it takes to get one honest dollar? <laughs> I'm just like, what are we doing? So I brought that element, but still I was able to swim with the sharks. And I know how to fall back and do other things because I can see, even though they are they had they have that much of a mechanism, what I see is a, a an opportunity to just go under it go around it, never through it because that's too combative or over it. So that's how I craft my writing as well. And that, that just being in those rooms like that for 20 years is what really honed the skill as well. Because in those worlds, money's no not an issue. They're just like, I need an extra 50 million so I can do this over here. Hey, Fred, do you have that? You know, and it's just like, it's not even the same conversations. And that was the other reasons why I got pulled back because I had grown to another point where I needed to just really put my mark on the world and people know me for who I am, not necessarily all the other stuff that you've seen me do because I'm there. If anybody's ever bought a car, that was me. I had something to do with that on all levels, you know, from how these operations go, but they don't know Fred Smith. So it's almost like a coming out party, so to speak, what's going on. (laughs) That's awesome. You are literally living in your zone of genius. It emanates out of you and it's amazing. It is really amazing because you have this just, I don't want to say knack. That's not the right word, but you just have this really beautiful way of expressing not only what you do, but what you do for other people. Wow. And I really want to honor that. That that means so much to me because it's just like, on one hand, I was really scared because that's not the way the world works. And I'm like, I've never fit in anyway. What the heck am I worried about? <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna, it is what it is, you know? Like, hey, but you know, people know me though. They know like, I'm, I'm not a no BS guy. I'm a straight shot. My no means no, my yes means yes. And my word is law. And, and I think people have to really embrace that part because again, I don't know when I'm gonna die. Let's just be frank. I mean, I'd rather just go ahead, talk, have a really healthy conversation, make sure we're both, you know, in a nice safe space so that I can help facilitate other people's zones of genius and bring it out in their, into their communication. So that's, I take that, I take that very seriously. Like I wish, I wish somebody would have seen that in me uh, years ago and able to help navigate those, those, those mental landmines. Cause there's a lot of real estate up there that's not ours. And that's what I had to do. I had to do a lot of unclutter. I had to get a lot of, take the head trash out and throw it out in the garbage with everything else and just, you know, just, just be me. And, and I think that's okay. And I'm here and, and this, that's it. So <laughs> like you said earlier, you are where you're at in the right time, in the right moment. You were perfectly you now. Yeah. Yes. And and we're perfectly who we are in every stage and every step of the way. 100%. Yeah. And I'm super thankful because it's just when I, when I went into that approach, my life really did shift and it opened it up. It opened up a whole new portal and the good news was that I was able to, I, I draw a lot of inspiration from Steve Jobs. And the reasons why was because to me, he's like the Tiger Woods of the uh, tech industry. He was able to take the most complex stuff that everybody was using $50 words on. And he did subject, verb, object. And people were like, oh, <laughs> you know, it was just like, what? <laughs> That's that's essence to me. It's just like let's go. Like I love I love that energy. Hmm. Yep. That's good. And I like that you speak to everybody's brilliance. And we all have our own lane, our own zone of genius, our own brilliance, and really conveying that message across is what's going to help you propel to your that next level. Yes. You know what I what I've discovered to your point of that is that sometimes when I'm uncovering the message, what typically happens is that person has already grown past their message or they have a vision that's shifted in a different direction, but because they haven't institutionalized exactly what that framework looked like at that time for them to want to deliver that message, that's where the cognitive dissonance is. That's where the disconnects are. So I tend to just look at that and I go, huh, interesting. Like you're over here your thoughts over here, your audience is over here, <laughs> you know, and I just start connecting all these dots and that's what I see. And I'm just kind of going, 
hmm, okay. It's almost like like if, if you you know you've been to Venice Beach and these and and they'll just take they'll look at you and they'll start writing down they do it. That's what I do. I kinda, I look at it kinda, and I do and that just comes from me also being in the military learning certain frameworks to think like that. Uh, like like example like a, like a, when people are flying Cobra helicopters they don't they don't people don't even know that they have that mon- monocular but they teach people's eyes to go this way while the other eyes going that way. It's kind of weird but they that's how they do your brain as well. It's like it's just you're able to I'm able to see certain things just through exercises and the power of words to me elevates the fact that thoughts are things. Does that make sense or Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's good. I like what you said right there and I wanted to just circle back to it real quick is people grew past their message. Let's yeah. let's sit on that for a minute because that's really I mean, that's a huge disconnect for people in business. Yes. It, it leads to frustration. It leads to lost revenue. It leads to broken homes. It leads to a lot of nonviolence. In other words, the communication, people becoming passive aggressive. I mean, it's all kinds of judgments, labels, evaluations, feelings, emotions, actions change. And it all just starts with that initial programming that we didn't identify. And that's where I like to live at. I like to live at the programming. I like to see, okay, what's driving that? Uh, one of my favorite questions is what inspired you to? Like, I really need to know that story. Like, and that's what I learned in from doing door-to-door sales before even I joined the Marine Corps was that I literally had to find something in less than seven seconds to, to connect with somebody. That's yeah. it. So, so if I'm walking down the street, I happen to see some, you know, uh, maybe some, some, some toys in the yard. Okay, cool. You know, happen to see the dog and this and that, or just I had to find something to anchor to, and I think a lot of writers miss that essence because it's some. Unfortunately, some of the writers that I've hung around, they're very egocentric. It's all about me. Oh, look at how great I did this one. We made all of this kind of money. I'm like, okay, that's cool, but this person over here is frustrated because their message over here, <laughs> they're over here, and their audience is over here. So how do I connect those dots? And it, once once that started happening, though, I, I think people have to realize that. The only people who are going to hear what we're talking about, Kimberly, are the people who are aware. It's 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 the other crowd. Like as an example, when I go to the club and I'll sit down in some of those meetings, and I hear people puffing their chests up, and I just see the child inside of them crying because they're frustrated, and that's why they're sitting in that room. And I'm just like, I can't say that. I mean, I could, but whatever. I'll just I'll just let them sit on it, and then when it's time for us to talk, because I need to honor people's space. I'm not going to sit here and just judge, label, and evaluate, but I have a very strong track record <laughs> in, in the high 90s, <laughs> the super high 90s of having an accurate assessment of what's going on. <laughs> so I just, I just, I just take that. I write to it. I think to it. I communicate to it. And I want to, and I, and I share that with other people because again, my biggest driver, my biggest why, especially at this point in time in my life is I don't know when I'm checking out. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How let me let me me figure out how I want to ask you this. How often? Let's keep it simple. How often would you recommend people reevaluating their message? Quarterly. I used to say daily, uh, but the problem with daily is that we tend to get a lot more biases in, in in the lines of communication. So there's not enough of a track record. There's not enough evidence. There's not enough. Uh, it could be one you just had a bad day or maybe somebody did this or maybe a meteor came out of nowhere. <laughs> you just go, what, what the heck happened? But even myself, I write every day. That's just what I do. Like even last night in my other group, I'm just sitting there writing. I'm just throwing thoughts out. But literally to me, you you it's a must. It, it's not a should. It's a must. And the reasons why is because we need to really have touch points as to where we're at in our journey in relation to where our audience is in their journey in relation to what's going on trend wise holistically around the world. I'm very, I'm very conscious about those kinds of things because to me that that essence can resonate in your messaging. So when I see people shifting to a different lane, it usually shows up in lost sales or shows up in communication friction or there it it shows up in, in the world a lot of different ways which is why it's also important to journal daily. You don't necessarily have to journal about everything, but literally I have a five minute journal and that's what I do. I'll journal every single day. I have it on my calendar as to when I need to do it as far as the quarterly review, just to make sure that I'm on track with what I'm doing because I eat my own cooking, so. (laughs) That's so good. And 
as you keep growing and elevating and really honing in your business because your business and you are constantly in a flux of change as well. It's not this stagnant thing unless you're, you know, in the car sales. However, that's always still a changing market too. Yeah. So really understanding that I think is of massive importance. Like you said, check your messaging quarterly. Yeah. You're, you're evolving, you're changing, and so is your audience. Yeah, 100%. And, and this is what I, this is just my truth and what I've experienced. There's enough technical stuff out here, i.e. like numbers and apps and all the other stuff that can keep you on track. Where people are missing the mark, in my humble opinion, is the fact that they don't have enough of the emotional bandwidth to explore the emotional side of what they're doing because we're taught we're our role. So I ask you, hey, Kimberly, how are you? Hey, my name is Kimberly and I, and I am X or I am this. I'm not the role, you know? I need to separate myself from a lot of that stuff, so that's where I see a lot of the frustrations come, so. Mm, yeah, that's <laughs> unbelievable. I love it. <laughs> you were just this amazing wealth of knowledge and I love this because this is such a conversation that needs to be had, really, because you know, the messaging is such an important part of your business. I mean, it is your business. Yes. You are your business. Your messaging is like right there with it. That's why I have all of these mirrors behind me. It really is the law of the mirror. So, I love it. Some of those subtle things. <laughs> it's awesome. They look fabulous too. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way it works because I, I, this is really how I think. Well, I think that that's how it way it works. It could work someplace different, but the truth of the matter is I'm always re have to remind myself that there's a scale of getting out of my own way so that I'm able to actually see something that someone else can't see. And I help them see the unseen because, again, it's not crazy. It's not woo-woo. It happens all the time. They're called architects. So architects look at the building, they see it in their mind, they draw it out all the way down to where the electrical plugs are, and then they're the ones flying around in the private jets because they understand thoughts or things. And it's like, hey, thoughts or things, watch, look at my building, go in there and pay my rent. Hey, it's cool. Okay. It's, hey, you know? it's like the biggest counterintuitive secret on the planet. It's just like, look, <laughs> if you've done anything, even how we got to this point via technology, somebody had to think of it in their mind. But they also had the presence and wherewithal to be able to actually explain it, bring it to market. Is it viable? You know, so a whole lot of different things that go into that message for somebody to say, hey, I want that. So that's how we're connecting right now. There's probably like a billion people who just helped us get to the point where we're doing video communications. It's, it's kind of a marvelous thing when you just go in that direction. Oh, my gosh. We could talk a whole thing on that alone. <laughs> It's so incredible, and I love how you're talking about you see the idea, you you test market it, ideally, and and you just start making things happen and bring it to fruition, and that's how everything is created, other than, you know, like a cookie. That was by accident, but look what we love. We love cookies. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, and that's the thing about it. It's just like we've been trained, conditioned, and taught that it's this huge I'm going to use a $20 word, magnanimous process, right? It's not, it's subject, verb, object, I promise you. And now here's where I have to get super clear. The frameworks that people are using in an enterprise company, our company are completely different than somebody who is just talking to every, just you know, whether they're networking or they don't really have paid traffic or things of that nature, right? They're actually organic doing it on the ground, right? The frameworks and the structures are completely different. Like I, I don't, even if I did have it, I don't want to just pay $20 million to just put a billboard out and not be able to track it. So a lot of this stuff that shows up in the online world that shows up in our messaging, because we're looking for a model, we're looking for a framework, but it still requires simplicity. Like what do I want? Subject, verb, object. Can we start that basic first? And I promise you, you'll start scaling down versus scaling up because you go, man, I got too much stuff. Like, and it's what I also talked about Friday. Friday, It's called the tyranny of choice. And, and as a result of us having all of these choices, it actually creates more unnecessary constructs in our minds. It causes us to squirrel out, bright and shiny object syndrome. Don't worry about that one thing. We've got 50 million over here that you can choose from. And that really 
adds to the elements of confusion. It's, it's, it's a huge deal. And it's, it's actually, I think it was in Scientific American that I actually pulled that article from. Just like, I don't want you to believe a word I say. Promise. Like, that's going to be thinking, thinking. Go out there and, and challenge it and just see how it works. But that's really a big deal. And I, I work every day just to prevent the tyranny from choice of suppressing me because I know what that's like. So the messaging to me has to also do the exact same thing. There, per, people are coming to you typically for just one thing because they know that they need it. They may not be able to explain it. And because you aren't able to communicate it, then you're like two ships passing in the night. And I see that. And even another real world example, when I was in the Marines, every time we went to port, they would fire the gun. They had that little rope yarn, right? The, the, the sailors would pull the ship in and everybody disembarked. And it's like 5,000 people on the ship. Well, the thing that helped people cross the bridge wasn't even the sailors, it was that little rope that they shot off with the little rope, that little knot. So they, they shot that over to bring a whole city into port. That's, that's huge. People don't think like that. It's like, that is huge. Like, so when you're offer, I don't need to hear 30 things. Like I'm going into the store late at night. You know, I got to run and grab it. This, what, what do I need right now? Like, that's really how I like to tend to things because from there, people start telling you what they need and what they want. And from there, your messaging may not even be over where they need to be or they want to go or what they're running away from. So I don't want to get too complicated into it, but the, but that's the essence to me of, of like literally just life because we are manifesting based on our words. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's magic. <laughs> it's magic. It is magic. Oh, that was... It's the simplicity. You keep talking about that simplicity. And like you said, it's that gun with the, the thing. The on there, just like the little harpoon gun. And they, and they shoot them, you know. And, and it carried over a whole city. Yeah, carried over a whole city. It's like these aircraft carriers have thousands of people on them, <laughs> you know. It, it's, it's, it's a big deal. It's, it's just really the profoundness of how simple that is, you know. But the, the person who's shooting it, they have to aim. They have to make sure the gun's calibrated right. You don't want it shooting, you know, a bud and all the other stuff. It's a little bit more, of course, and that's where I like, the, I, like, I, like this, I like to live right there because that person's responsible for the rest of the, of the tribe coming through, you know, yeah. getting on board partying. Yeah. <laughs> well, not only that, but even the guy who came up with that invention to bring the ship over. Had to think of it. Exactly. It's just thoughts are things. Like, okay. <laughs> thoughts are things. Three words. Huh. Huh. Big verbs, object. Huh. Hmm. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I train my clients to do. I'm like, look, let's do our best to, for starters. Keep things under 25 words, okay? We're, we're starting to develop a little bit master when we go to 15. You're starting to become a little ninja-like at 10. But then you start going into these other micro levels and you get to three words. That's just total... Like that's the framework. That's it's just to me. That's total brilliance. Say it in three words, or say it in one word. Like, and then if you're really balling, be like Prince. He was a symbol. I want to be a symbol. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Challenge it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was funny. And then it was the artist formerly known as. Yeah, yeah. I, that sounded like an LLC going south. The artist formerly known as. <laughs> 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 oh, that's too good. Oh man. I love this conversation. It's so it's interesting because we you know, peop, there's so many business coaches out there. Mm -hmm. And it I think they are trying to get it to hey, it's simple. It's the simplicity part of it. But even I think in in the conversations I've had, it's hard for that to be conveyed. Yes. 100%. You know, I don't know why it, we like things complicated. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to give you an answer. It may not be the answer, but it's definitely a answer. And, and, and I, and I'm, I mean, this may sound a little weird, but just stick with me. I've discovered that the more I charge somebody, the more they listen. And if they aren't listening, it just means I'm not charging enough because to me, Fear sharpens listening. There's a reasons why people want to connect, right? So my approach is real simple. We're connected for a reason. 
And my personal philosophy is it's either heck yes or heck no. There's no heck maybe. Now, I know sometimes like, you know, marketing gets us all twisted and we say this crazy stuff and we have to do all of these 20 steps to blah, blah, blah. I get that. And that's the reasons why I push back on a lot of the marketing and sales fundamentals, because if you understand what I just said, then it just takes all of the BS out of the lines and we can start fresh because I know that's how I am. I don't expect everybody to be like that, but if somebody's coming to you, it's because you're connected. Like you, I, at least that's how I see it. So I, because I accept that thought, it opens up the portal for me to talk to you like you're my brother, you're my sister. This is how I am. Like I've talked like even before I, I had that huge discovery of me going back to '96. Like this is how everybody in the automotive industry knows me. Like that's just Fred. Like you, you get what you get. Like he's he's just him. And he's never let us wrong. And, and I think when you charge people, because I actually had to do that. I've had clients literally going through my six-figure courses and going, I didn't charge you enough. Like, you're not even halfway listening. And then I get, and then I start getting to my patterns of like, hey, is this just a write-off? Because if so, let me know. I can go play golf. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I love to play golf, so it's not a big deal, you know? But literally, that's what I see. Um, I, I physically can see that. And I think... And let, me, and let me walk on the other side of that thought, too. I think sometimes the other reasons why people don't don't listen is because they're they could be in so much pain, too. I call it the wounded animal syndrome. So literally, like, you know, your 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 animals injured and you go to give them the medication and they're growling at you. They may even try to bite you. Right. But that's a defense mechanism. They don't love you any less. They're just in pain. So so I literally look at those two things first before I make a decision. I, I literally have a checklist in my mind. I kind of go, okay, well, this person just said that, or whoa, I wasn't expecting that. That's cool. Let me bookmark that. And then from there, as I'm developing and seeing that relationship, and sometimes this can happen in, in 10 seconds. Like that's how fast, sometimes even faster than that. Uh, and some of my buddies have seen me actually do that. <laughs> I'll be on a call with somebody and all of a sudden they just go, bam. And what just happened over there? I'm like, I've got nothing. That's that's not me. Like you already know, <laughs> you know, but I, because people. So I think that they're either in pain or I'm just not charging enough. So I like to do my due diligence and evaluate that before I. So I had to give you the whole thought, not just, you know, they don't listen. But to me, that's why they don't listen. I just use that to that two step framework. No, that's that's very good. It's I think it helps people really go. OK, yeah. And I think there's this level of that. I'm not good enough even to charge that. There's, yes. there's a lot of that. Yes, there's a huge amount of that. And I'm just like, people buy when value exceeds cost. There's got to be a cost. And sometimes it's not just money. So that really is one of the biggest tools that I use. It's like, what, are the, what do they value? And perhaps I'm not communicating to their value enough which is the reasons why if we have our craft, our messaging a certain way, your value should resonate with other people's values. Now, it doesn't have to be 100%, just like I talked about before with Mariah Carey, we have range of values as well. So the reality of it is I like to focus in on that stuff and just make sure that when we're going into that kind of stuff, that I'm not putting my own biases in the line, but at the exact same time, I can stay focused because that person probably needs to get charged like $100,000 or a million dollars because they're so arrogant, but yet at the same point in time, and that's really, that works really well in the high-end crowd. Like, they've got all the money in the world, doesn't matter what, they, whatever. Like, even, I'll give you, real, I'll give you a real-world example. Like, when I, um, Porsche of downtown LA was my client for a long time, and they were selling products that were cheap. They had huge value, but because the finance managers didn't have like the confidence to sell them like that, you got a two, $300,000 car and this finance manager wants to charge you for interior and exterior protection, like 375. It's like, I don't want that crap on my car. You start charging like $3,000, dollars are going, oh, tell me more about it. Like, how does that protect me? And da, 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 da. True story. And, and I just did that one mindset shift frame on them and their numbers jumped through the roof and the clients were happy and their customer service indexes went up just from one little small tweak. That's how powerful just really standing in your own being and understanding that, you know, I have to play up a certain position 
to, to be able to elevate other people's experiences. And that's really what happened. I mean, because they were notorious at that specific dealership. Downtown LA, you've got a bunch of jewelers. They're looking at those cars with monocles, okay? They're like this <laughs> to make sure that there are no flaws on there. It, they're that in the Audi store. And I'm just like, guys, like all you got to do is, is this stuff works. Just charge more. And they're like, what? We can't do that. And I'm like, they're spending $300,000 on the car. Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> you know, like, weirdo, give me the deal. And I would take deals and I would show them. I'm like, I'm not just going to talk about it. Like, let's go in a box together and let's, let's watch this. And people are just like, mind's blown. I'm just like, look, I, I do my best to resonate as high as possible on certain vibrations and frequencies. But I also know that if I'm possibly out of my league, if I want to frame it that way, then just work with the people that you're comfortable with. They're going to find, they're going to buy at that level. Just figure out what the market wants and how much they're willing to pay. But we got to ask. So I digress. <laughs> no, that was good. Fear. I loved it because you talked about that. And I think it's fear on both sides. Yeah. Charging more gets their focus, yeah. gets them interested. I find it really fascinating that you were talking about a $375 coverage on a $300,000 car. You're like, I don't need that. Yeah. But when you brought up the, the value, the value, the cost to $3,500 or $3,200, they're like, oh, maybe this will protect my car. Yeah. The I mean, value yeah, I mean, it's like, not you. It's what they perceive as the value. 100%. Like, seriously, like, right down this, right down same set street is the hood. So they've got, let's just say somebody's got like a watch and they got a real Rolex and they're selling a real Rolex for $10. You're like, what's wrong with that thing? And oh, when I'm rehoming, re yeah, literally yeah. when I'm rehoming my dogs, okay, because I think you know I have dogs. So they're, they're burning doodles. They help me out with my PTSD, right? So we got into that lane. I wouldn't say by accident. There's no such thing as accidents, but that was a perfect example of it. These dogs can be rehomed for as high as $30,000. So I'm always, yeah, because they're super smart um, that you can train them for as emotional support animals and a lot of other stuff. I mean, they're, they're, they're brilliant. They're a brilliant breed. And plus they can, they're around until 18 years. Right. But when we first literally got into that market, I didn't even know. Like my 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 guy was like, "Hey, do you know how much these things are?" I'm like, "No, I don't know." Like, I, I love my <laughs> like like. And then we got into the lane because people were doing bad, so we just wanted to shine our light. So that's how we got there. But it was just like, okay, so now we have to put a price on things. So we're not like six hundred dollars, and we're not thirty thousand. You know what I'm saying? It's just like we we we're we're rehoming just enough so people we're we're getting the right people and repelling the wrong ones. But our value is real simple. We really want to push love out there. So that's why we're in this lane. Like, it's not about the money, okay? It's cool that we can rehome for that price, but that's not why we're in the business. We're not a puppy mill. You see what I'm saying? There's a lot of elements, and people don't think like that in their own businesses. Like, what's the true market value? That same street where downtown LA is, they sell cheap Rolex watches that may be the real thing, you know, but because we don't have the confidence to sell it for that much, we we just missed that opportunity. And I think that's actually selfish and unfair. I really do. Because there are plenty of people that I discovered who are more than willing to give you everything plus their lawn chairs because they see value in what they're doing and you're doing. And then you just kind of go, eh, I don't want that. You're actually shortening your blessings in my in my world. And, I, and I'm really serious about that. I've watched it just too much. And then we still complain about why we don't have what we want. It's because you're blocking the flow. You know, you have to create an environment for the flow as well. It, it, it's <laughs> at least that's how I see it. And that's what we did. And, and there's a skill of getting out of my own way. Okay. I'm over here. Here's the flow. Okay. Hey, Flo, how are you? Where you been? <laughs> you know, it's just, <laughs> Oh, you gave me chills. That was good. When you're charging the right price, you're repelling who you need to repel. You're calling in the people that are meant for you, where you're able to just shine in your brilliance being your light. I love that you said that. Yeah. And I think when you were talking, it made me think of if you look at your business as the customer, because we think, oh, it's got to be this, this, and this. But if you look at it, what made you buy? Why did you buy a, a coaching program or buy that car? If you go back to being the customer, it was you that placed the value on it. Yeah. Oh. So good. So good. <laughs> you know, we just getting started. <laughs> oh, yes. 
I can't wait for part two. This I've got chills. This is great. Oh my gosh. And such... I really thank you for having me, Kimberly. This is this is oh, super cool. <laughs> it's amazing. I want you to talk about your uh really quick uh your savage leaders. This is amazing. Talk about this real quick. Have some people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got all right. I gotta give a boy I give give a shout out to my boy Taylor Wells, Traffic and Funnels. Um, we, we started a group this time last year and the thing about it was we had, we had dinner out here this time last year and we started talking and then I don't know how we got the subject of what we were talking about. He's like, bro, I was like, is that true? I was like, is this what's really happening in the world? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, really? I was like, yeah. So we had a good dinner. We went back. Uh, he went back to Nashville and then I just started dripping on him. I'm like, check this out, check this out, check this out, check this out. And then the pandemic had hit. So it's like, oh, man, like, really what you're saying is like coming out. So he got really passionate about really shifting the world's energy. So he was like, bro, we got to talk about this. I'm like, I don't know if I can talk about it. You know, it's like I, I, I had I was just coming off my security clearances. I had a lot of stuff going on. So it was just like, I don't even know if I can talk about it. He's like, oh. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. So we formed a group and it wound up getting up to over 2000 people. Now, the group was controversial. It was hugely controversial because I am speaking not only just in my true authentic self, but I'm just like, uh, yeah, here are all the dots. Cause I also have my tax license too. So it's no different than if you have your tax license, you can do your taxes for free. You know, there's 70,000 pages you got to go through, but you can go through for free. Same thing with what I did in the military. I sorted through a lot of information. I can just connect dots, go here, 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 here. So we talk about one thing in the group and I connect the dots on it. Okay. And we just did that. Facebook absolutely did not like it. Um, it had elements of stuff that, that, again, they don't they don't just like because this is their platform. And I'm like, okay, I own the platform. But as a result of that, we popped people out of their heads. Like we had conservatives and liberals in the same room actually having real conversations. We had people who were from the hood to multi-billionaires in the same room having conversations. It was mm -hmm. such an interesting dynamic because Again, my saying is that it doesn't matter whether you're left wing or right wing, you need the same bird in order for the wings to be on there to, to fly, right? So we just took that. We were, so we were basically just telling people to become critical thinkers, not critical people. And that's what we were doing, pulling out the mechanisms. And as a result of that, people grew. And I didn't charge anything for the group. We wound up having another subset because people were like, what's your offer? What's your offer? I'm like, okay, cool. Here it is. <laughs> so that came out of the group. But the savage leaders concept came as a result of no matter how far, even when we were getting beat down as far as really changing people's lives publicly, um, there are certain leaders, in order for you to become a savage at it, you just have to get rid of your framework and just throw it out the window. And that's, and that's really how that concept came about. We've had some people do some amazing things in that group from, from helping their own communities during crisis times to bringing back relationships. So you gotta be a savage to do that. You really have to get out of your own head. You gotta get out of your own framework, your own thinking. You have to really throw yourself out there into the fire. Not necessarily burn up, but you know, just just to be be willing to shift lanes. And that's what me and him did. He wasn't comfortable in coming out of that lane. I wasn't comfortable coming out of my lane, but together we had a great synthesis and that's how that Savage Leaders came about. So now that's the holistic view is that we're going through a global reset now because people are coming out of the pandemic. They're starting to spend more time. The world isn't the same as it was before. You know, a lot of the digital technology is here to stay. Some things may go away. How do we shift? How do we adapt? So this is a huge reset. So my challenge to everybody listening to this is to just really see, just be still, be quiet, and just really feel the energy as far as where life is taking you now. Because I know for me, I didn't plan on going in this direction. But because there is a huge reset, we need more leaders who are out there to genuinely lead and just lead from the heart and just really serve people to the highest levels. I don't, and, and unfortunately, in the coaching and marketing world, that's, that's almost a cliche now, but I really mean it. So Savage Leaders is just about that, really being in your true, authentic self and just being the best human that you can be. And again, we're human beings, not human doings and human havings. So that's... You know, like love that. That's the essence of savage leaders. That's so good. So they can go to this link, find you. They yeah. can find you on Facebook, Fred yeah. Smith. I yeah. love it. That's amazing. And I just want to announce my 21 days, 
21 women experts sharing how they overcame limiting beliefs, traumas, and obstacles in their life and became the successes they are. It's free. Register. It launches May 1st, Goddess Summit 2021. Fred, you are amazing. I am so honored that you were here with me today. This has been such a phenomenal conversation. Yeah, thank you. Likewise, Kimberly. I really appreciate you having me unleash today with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. It was awesome. All right. Now. Much love, guys. Much love.